Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of God of all ages, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we thank you for making the time to tune in. Take a moment to get focused, clear your mind, close your eyes, open your heart, and receive what God has for you on this day. your Bibles, go with me to Acts chapter 2. <laughs> Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, there is a lot of things happening here in the life of City Place Church. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, when uh, Josiah said you can wear any of your favorite team jerseys, if you don't have a football jersey, wear a soccer jersey, a hockey jersey, lacrosse jersey, um, basketball jersey, cheerleading jersey, uh, outfit, sorry, um, um, footlocker jersey, um, New Jersey, <laughs> New Jersey, corny joke. <laughs> Laugh is like a medicine, the Bible says. Laugh. And then uh, we, w- we would love to share the vision of City Place Church with you. Uh, Next Steps is a three weeks, uh, three-week opportunity just to share the heartbeat, and we are going to be meeting in the media center at the end of service. But this is day 22, and um, I was thinking about uh, what our response should be when you come out of a time of prayer and fasting. And for those of you who are here for the very first time, it's a, it doesn't have to take day 22 to have this response. Our church is, this is our, our seventh year, and uh, we're going to be talking about that over the next few weeks. Starting next week, I'm going to lay the foundation today, and then we'll kind of skyrocket over the next three before we get to the last Sunday of the month. And I just felt like the Lord wanted us to stay focused on what he has already started to do. There's so much movement in your life that if you don't pause to recognize it, we will miss it at the start of the year. Are you are you you hanging out so far? And as a pastor, it's my responsibility, Ty's responsibility, the the team uh, here to make sure that when God starts speaking, we don't just put that away. We start an echo. They, uh, 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 scientists will say that sound will continue. That clap continues. Your sound continues. So what we want is we want the echo of what God has already started to stir in you to continue. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I've had a God dream and I've shelved it because of time. Anybody else been there? where you're excited about being a teacher, you graduate and no one's hiring, or they tell you you got to get this, and you got to get that, and you got to get this, and you got to get that, and you go, well, maybe that's not what. And so you shelve it, and then a little while later, there's something that stirs back up in you again, and then you go, well, I'm 40-something years old. I, I have kids now, or, or X, Y, Z now, and it still stirs in you. That's because when God said it, it settled it, it's just that we might have shelved it. All right. I was about to say, are you with me? Y'all are going, if this is your first time here, I'm going to say, are you with me about 50 times a day? That's like my and arms uh, and, um, or like, 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 like. And so I was reading a scripture of a group of people that had an encounter with God. Jesus in Acts chapter one had said, wait for the Holy Spirit is his promise. They were in the room praying. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit falls 
And as a result, people are, are speaking in unknown tongues and there are people outside of the building trying to figure out what is going on. These people are acting cray cray. And Peter stands up, the Bible says, in the assembly and begins to download to them like, I just want you to know that this was promised. These people aren't drunk. And he's right after that, he starts preaching about Jesus. It's you who crucified him. Wow. You talk about preaching messages back in the day. You're the one that killed Jesus. Do you want to meet him? You got to read it. That's literally how he goes. But he, he goes, Jesus is available to you all. So even when you rejected him, he died for you, Peter says, and he's available to you right now. And so the Bible says that Peter gives this altar call and 3,000, somebody say 3,000, met Jesus after a prayer meeting. I got excited because it's day 22 at City Place Church. And while you were pushing a plate away, not on social media, setting aside the thing that your heart craves, someone might have been asking you, are you out your mind? But the result of your sacrifice is for you and for somebody else. They get an encounter with God and someone's watching like, oh, what is that? Those people are Jesus freaks. That's what my mom was called when she gave her life to Jesus after she was clubbing and all that stuff. Welcome to everybody online, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, mom, I just mentioned you. Just in case you don't know, our services are recorded here and showed online. So y'all better act right. <laughs> when you have an encounter with Jesus, there should be an overflow. He should never be kept to ourselves. When we keep Jesus to ourselves, we become a moat when we're supposed to be a river and a funnel. And so what happens is, is that they encounter the Holy Spirit and there's some contained to a room. But the power of God is so powerful in that moment that the people on the outside get curious. And instead of keeping him to themselves, this is our movement. We walk with Jesus. He promised us this ain't for you. Peter goes, this is what was promised. And I just want you to know that the same Jesus that you did crucify, by the way, died for you. And his spirit is available to you all, Peter says. You got to read one and two. Here's what happens after the prayer meeting, after 3,000 get saved. I want you to watch their response because this is going to be our response here at City Place Church from now moving forward. Are you ready? Can we pray? Jesus, have your way today. Speak to us. God, it's your design that we're stirred by your word. I pray that everything that I have prepared with you, that you've downloaded from your heart, I pray that it comes out with such clarity that even a child could understand. But our heart is stirred to movement and action. To where from this day forward, we won't be selfish about our Jesus, but we'll be open-handed. In Jesus' name we pray. City Place, I'm going to be loud today. Amen. I just want you to know, if this is your first time here, my voice fluctuates. I like to say I'm preaching in falsetto. Ah. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 2 says this in verse 38. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of your sins. 
And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3000 souls were added to them. That's the church of Jesus, by the way. And they continued, watch this now, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, somebody say together, and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continually daily in one accord, somebody say one accord, in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Pause right there. Go over to Philippians chapter one. Y'all going to hear this verse for the next four weeks. Philippians chapter one. Verse three says this. I'm going to tie it all together, but honestly, I'm not going to spend as much time in Philippians chapter one this week, but I have to tie it in at the start. Here's what it says. I thank God in verse three. I thank God upon every remembrance of you, always in prayer. This is Paul talking, always in prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day. Somebody say first day till now being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will complete it. Somebody say, finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to talk on this focused topic, lean in. Lean in. I'm going to reference very briefly Philippians 1, because Paul says this, it's my joy to pray for you. It's my joy to watch the fellowship and the prayer that we've had since day one. And I want you to know that what started on day one, God will complete it until Jesus comes back. What he was saying is, is what we started together, God will complete. Stay in it. Lean in. He's going to complete this thing. We're going to shelve that to next week. Is that good? But the reason why we're shelving is because we're going to see it tied in in mentality in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, God falls, the presence of God falls, I mentioned that. And Peter says, ask God to forgive you of your sins. Repent, he's going to save you. Your next step is baptism. That's the reason why we mentioned baptism on March the 19th. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that they leaned in to the, to the apostles' teaching. And they started hanging out together in prayer and at each other's houses. Huh. They encounter God in a room. They meet God with one preacher preaching. And instead of them saying, see y'all next week, 10 a.m. city place, good dreams. They go, hey, you know what? If this thing started, we should lean in. If, if it started in a room with prayer, 
spilled out into the community and we heard. They leaned in in an upper room, spilled out into the community. We give our life to Jesus. If they got something happening, I want something happening. We should lean in. They lean into prayer. They lean into teaching. And the Bible says that they start seeing miracles, signs and wonders, but they don't stop there. It says after they see all that, they go, yo, Jimmy, Sally, Tyrone, Shaniqua, Enrique, Jamal. Hey, y'all want to come to my house? Hey, what are we going to do? We're going to do what we've been doing. I want to know your family. I want to make sure your needs are taken care of. And then we're going to pray. Because if we start it, we should see how this thing finishes. So everybody lean in. When you start something with God, you don't put it in cruise control. You lean in. Everybody lean in like this. I feel like that's a song. Lean in. Lean in. Ah! <laughs> Don't get sidetracked, Damon. <laughs> lean in. If God starts doing something in your life, lean in. If God starts turning things for your favor, lean in. If God answers a prayer request, lean in. If the word of God becomes alive, lean in. If you're praying and he answers your prayer, lean in. If he started it, can't jump ahead to Philippians chapter one. That's next week. He'll finish it. There's something that happens, y'all, when we encounter God. But the next step we take, we do it together. Here's some of the things that I, I, I was thinking about. We we have this moment of fasting and prayer. It's amazing to me what happens after that. So many times after 21 days of prayer and fasting, you have a spiritual high and then you have attacks from the enemy. You have distractions and you have obstacles. It's the reality. I wish I could tell you that everything would be uh, cheese puffs. Now, since you can eat if you gave away food. I wish I told you that your stomach wouldn't hurt after you went and started eating the buffet. I wish I could tell you that now you are a superstar spiritual giant that the enemy will not bother. What I will tell you is now you are more of a threat for darkness than where you were on day one. When you click in and you say, Jesus, I'm going to lean in, the enemy takes notice of you. And trust me, you don't have to be afraid because Jesus is moving with you. And so the reason why we're going to lean in today is because there are going to be moments in your life where you encounter God. And if you've been like me, you step your you take your next step by yourself. I'm challenging us to take our next step together. You will have to be vulnerable. You want me? You, you, I, I, I just met you. Hey, hey there's three thousand people. You invite me to your house. I don't know you like that. Anybody been there? You, what are you talking about, small group? I'm, hey, I don't go over to people's house like that. I don't know you. No, 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 no. Scripturally, they were like, we just encountered God together. I answered the all call. You answered all the call. 
these jokers were up in a room praying. If this happened while they were praying, what would happen at our house? Uh, just so y'all know, uh, uh, my small group will be Wednesday night at 3.30. I, need, I, 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 got, I can hold 20. That's how I see the Bible story. They were like, if 3,000 met after 120 was in a room, what would happen if 3,000 got in a group together and started praying? You are the result of 120 in a room. 3,000 saying yes. You are the result of 3,000 meeting in a room and allowing the movement of God to continue. You are the result of that. You are the result of three who initially followed. You are the result of 12 hanging out with Jesus. You are the result of the hundreds that walk with Jesus that we don't even know their name. You are the result of the movement. I told you I was going to be loud. It's day 22. You are the result of a movement that we're reading about. So why would we not do this together? This is where this all came from. I realized, watch this, that when Jesus was praying and fasting. He leaves his time of fasting. And the Bible says that the enemy tempts him. What we said it during prayer, what came out of Jesus was what the Father put in Jesus, the word. Amen, don't tempt me. Man shall, should, you know, shouldn't live by bread alone. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Thou have no other God before thee. I don't need that, man. When you get to watch this, after he's tempted by the enemy, Jesus immediately starts preaching. He has an encounter with God. The enemy comes to test him, and he's like, oh, so I'm going to lean in even more. Let me declare to you what the kingdom of heaven is like. I am going to preach like never before after I've encountered God, and everybody's going to hear about him. He does that in chapter four of Matthew. In chapter five, he starts preaching the Beatitudes. He's healing the sick. He's making the lame healed. In chapter six of Matthew, he's preaching about giving, talking about prayer, talking about fasting, telling people don't lay up treasures on earth. Your treasure should be in heaven. He starts talking about don't worry about how you're going to feed yourself, clothe clothe yourself. Your heavenly father will clothe you. Like Jesus leans in at an intense level. But watch this. Mixed throughout the Gospels, we find Jesus doing things like, and he went to a solitary place to pray. He removed himself with his disciples. Watch this. In Jesus' most intense moment of prayer, do you know what he asked for? Yo, boys, can you pray with me for an hour? There is such power in community that the savior of the world would ask for his boys to hang out with him. Come on, on, somebody. When Jesus is leaning in, he's saying, hey, fellas, I need you to lean in with me. We can never take for granted the power of fellowship. Jesus would isolate by himself and go, Father, download to me where we're about to go. Then he'd say, fellas, this is what we're about to do. He even said this, I don't know, I'd no longer call you servants. What up? You're my friends. Lean in. I'm challenging a city place church to no longer be a group of people that does our Christian walk alone. We make decisions by ourselves. 
We make choices by ourselves. We make mistakes by ourselves. And no one is there to help us. And in the book of Acts, 3,000. Can y'all see the imagery? 3,000. I don't know how they divided this up. Any organizers here? What would y'all have done? Give me 10 over here. 35 over here. Everybody that's tall over here. What do we do with 3,000? They determined that journeying together was so powerful and that what they had seen as an overflow experience from a room full of people who were journeying together, they wanted in their own home and they were willing to do whatever it takes to make sure you had an encounter. The Bible says that they said, hey, if I got a little extra food, you can have it. You need a little something extra to get you to work. You can have it. I was about to be really, really raw. How internal focused have we become? I got mine. No, seriously, I got mine. I got mine. You got yours. But does the person beside you have theirs? You got gifts. You got talents. You can pray. But are we making sure that the person beside us Are we journeying together with the stranger who says, I know Jesus? City Place Church, I'm telling you. This church is about to move places that God promised in year number one. And in order for the movement of Jesus, it takes all of us journeying together. I'm asking you to not be afraid of this season of connecting with people. You need it. I need it. Ty and I do not pastor this church by ourselves. We have the, the, we have, yes, we are the senior pastors, but man, this ministry journey, journey of being a husband and wife, we have people around us in every facet of our life because we ain't going, we ain't going to fall like that, y'all. We need it to be completed. So I wrote down a couple of things that I found in the scripture, and I just want you to write them down. I'm going to go through them as, as efficient as I can. Somebody say lean in. Everybody say lean in. There you go. Write this down. It's on your notes. It's on your message notes, which are on your seat, by the way, if you're wondering what that sheet of paper is. Lean in to make prayer priority from this day forward. Lean in to make prayer priority from this day forward. I love the fact that So many of you signed up to take one day to pray for City Place Church. We filled all 21 days of that calendar that was out in the foyer. And some of you were texting us and emailing us like, I am praying for City Place Church with intensity today. Well done. Some of you sent your prayer requests of what God was already doing and what God was saying. Well done. It's day 22. Let's choose to lean in and make prayer priority moving forward. there's a verse, you can see it on the screen. Psalms chapter five, it says, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Like God, you're going to hear me when I wake up. When I get out to bed, coming out, Father, thank you for the day. Good morning, Lord. We can say, look, one or two things in the morning. We can say, good morning, Lord. Or we can say, oh Lord, it's morning. Oh, Lord, it's morning, sets the tone of here we go. I'm just going to go through my regular routine. Or good morning, Lord. 
Let's go. Let's make prayer a priority. We gave you everyone, and if you don't have it, we have prayer journals that help guide us in the rhythm of prayer. Part of our heart as a church is we want to have the enjoyment of prayer. One of the groups that we're actually uh, continuing this year, uh, this semester that we started last week is, is one on prayer. We're going to be a people of prayer. I'm going to issue you a strong challenge just so you know as it comes to prayer, because prayer is going to be the thing that moves areas not only in our church but in your life. We have to pray, just so you know. You have to pray. Now, you don't tell me that's religion. No, no, no. You have to pray. You and I live in the flesh, but inside of you is a spirit. And we have to spend time with the spiritual things of God so that God can do it in the natural. We can fight all we want in the natural. I haven't won yet, just so you know. I have not won anything in the natural, but it's amazing what happens when God steps in. So we have to have prayer in everything that we do, because we need God's leading. We need God's guidance. So we have to make prayer. Number two, lean into faith. Faith, confident expectation, hope, belief in him. Not the political. Are you a person of faith? That's cheesy. You're a person of faith. No, lean in to the faith that Hebrews talks about. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, your Bible heroes stood when they just heard a soft instruction of God. You're going to have a baby. What? Lift up your staff. What? Throw down your staff, Moses. What? By faith. Then it says this, without faith, this is a tough one, y'all. It's impossible to please God. I don't know if y'all have ever read that. I look and like, sometimes I, this is how it was early on when I was like, say what? That's the only thing? It takes faith to trust that Jesus died for you. It takes faith for you to trust that he rose again. It takes faith for you to confess out of your mouth, the Bible says in Romans. It takes faith for you to believe that when you say yes, He takes over as Lord. It takes faith for you and I to believe that the Holy Spirit seals the confession you just made in your mouth. It takes faith for you to believe that he's coming back for you. It takes faith for you and I to believe that he's for you every day of your life. So we have to lean into faith. Number three, we have to lean into making the house of God a priority. We have to lean into making the house of God a priority. I'm reading a book right now. Uh, there's, a, there's a people that study the movement of the Church of Jesus. And the Church of Jesus has been on a decline when it comes to people gathering together. And there is a study that says that by, I think it is 2070, that only 40% of all believers will gather together in the local church. There's a decline in people seeing the significance of gathering together and growing and motivating and challenging each other. There's, there's a decrease in the uh, reasons why or an increase in the reasons why we don't gather together. And here in Acts chapter 2, we see that they place an emphasis on gathering together. 
When you go on to Acts chapter three and chapter four, you actually see Peter and John making it a priority to go to the house of prayer. There is something that happens when we gather. There's something that happens when you gather together for the movement of Christ. I don't know about you, but when I see you, faith rises in me. When you pray for me, I get stronger. When I have that week where I want to throw in the towel and you hug me, it charges me. We all need that. And so lean in to the house of God. Make the house of God a priority. Here's why. Let's do everything with scripture. Psalms 92, 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Plant yourself in the house of God. In 2023, if God calls you to City Place Church, put your roots deep. Put your roots deep. I'm going to say something and you may not like it, but I'm going to say it because the Lord put it on my heart. I want to challenge you to lean in. If you're visiting and you have a church home, I'm challenging you for your pastors. Lean in to being led spiritually and being pastored. I know that there are some jacked up pastors out there that has scarred us all. I know that we've all been on TV and seen the televangelist who has spoken something, said something, done something, cheated on their wife, taken money from the church. But that doesn't erase the fact that you and I need to be covered spiritually. Y'all, y'all, y'all okay? I'm just telling you the truth. We have pastors and every major decision of our life they are aware of. That is spiritual. We don't call them when we paint. This is not rulership. This is spiritual covering. This is not, can I get a car? But if your marriage is jacked up, that's why we're here. If you hear a doctrine from your favorite preacher online, that's why we're here. Is this too raw? This is why we're here. And guess what? Anything that we would say we're doubly judged for, we have a fear of God. We're putting that in the leaders of our church. We have a fear of God that we will not misspeak. But we all need to be in a place where we're planted and we all need to be led and spiritually challenged. So write this down. I think it's on your sheet of paper. Every person needs a pastor. Every person needs a pastor. And I don't mean that's the church that I go to. I mean, that's my pastor. It's funny, just so you know, as a pastor preaching this to the church where we lead, it's awkward to say it, but I feel like God has given us the authority to do so. You can read it all throughout. Hey, Timothy, my son in the faith. Hey, Philippians, get it together. Walk in love. Put on the whole armor. That's what pastors do. All of us need pastor. Here's the reason why. And and, and let me just give you a verse in Ephesians chapter four. It says this. This is Paul. And he gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Watch this. I love this. Here's the reason why we're in your lives for the equipment of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying. That means building up of the body of Christ 
until we all come to the unity. Somebody say together. Of the faith in the knowledge of the son of God. Why? Verse 14. So that you should no longer be tossed to and fro like children. We have the honor and the privilege of leading you, feeding you and empowering you for kingdom work. We're here to edify you, not control you. There you go. We are here to build you up for what God's called you to do. We get excited about making sure that you move from infancy to toddler to elementary to middle school to high school to collegiate to adulthood in your walk with God. So that whether you when you hear on your job that there's an additional way to Jesus, you don't go, you know what? I'm going to consider that. You can go, Pastor D, leader of this, whomever it is that, 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 that you know, you're, you're walking with in City Place Church that's a leader in this house. You can go, hey, I got a question for you. I heard Bishop such and such say online that the quad is now reliable. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and, and Scientology. This is the reason why God gives us local pastors to cover us spiritually so that we can go and accomplish what God's called us to. Here's the other reason why you all need and we need a spiritual covering. It's because every person needs these three things. Write this down. Every person needs to be known, loved, and challenged. We all need to be known, loved, and challenged. And at some point, we might feel a little finicky about one of the three. I just want to be, I just, I, I just like to be in the background. Yes, but you need to be known. As a church, we want you to know each other, and we want to know you. That doesn't mean that we homeboy and homegirl. No, but you need to be known. You need to know that you are loved in this house. Because many of you come from backgrounds where you didn't hear that God loves you and that we love you. Many of you are, are, are walking in situations right now where you might be misstepping with God. There's a sin area in your life and you feel less than. God plants you in a house to know that you're loved, that you're known by him. But this is the last part that, that we don't like nowadays. But I welcomed when I was younger. Challenged. Challenged, watch now, is not negative. It's moving us from our comfort zone. That's what it is. If I'm in sin and someone challenges me, I shouldn't act out. You're moving me from my comfort zone to sin. If I'm, if I'm laying in a place of complacency with my walk with God and you challenge me, study God's word more, worship more. You're pushing me from my comfort zone. We need that. We need to be known, loved, and challenged. And that happens in God's house. Watch. And we're all doing it together. Somebody say lean in. Lean in. Here's the last two. Last two. And then a bonus. Lean into a real Christ-centered community in the place where God plants you. Lean into a real Christ-centered community in the place where God plants you. In a couple of moments, I'm going to ask the, uh, the city group leaders to come up.
And I want you to share uh, just what our groups are going to be engaging in this year. Lean into real Christ-centered community in the place where God plants you. Hebrews chapter 10 says this. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Watch this. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as, in the man, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. That day when you see it is like Jesus' return. The writer of Hebrews says, hey, listen, some people are minimizing the power of gathering together in Christ-centered community. He says, when you get together, the result is you stirring up love and hope for the purpose of God and the movement of God. So he's like, hey, make it important. Find your tribe. Everybody in here needs a tribe. The one that leaves the tribe, have y'all ever seen those videos on National Ge- Geographic? The antler rose out of the back. They don't see the lion. But the lion has been watching them while they were in the back. And once they are isolated, the lion pounces. Uh, that is also spiritual. Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary walks around seeking whom he may devour. But resist him being steadfast in the faith, knowing that you're not by yourself. I wonder what would happen, City Place, if for the last 11 months of the year, we leaned in together. Because here's what I realized in as we were finishing and as I was studying, we one want to lean into the forward movement of his church. You can write that down. We want to lean into the forward movement of his church. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 says this. And I say to you, Peter, that you are, I'm sorry, and I say you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, this is so good, y'all, watch this. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Watch this, y'all. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus looks at Peter and says, Upon you I'm building my church, and the gates of hell would not prevail against you. In Acts chapter 2, Peter stands up in the assembly of thousands and says, The Jesus that died for you is available for you. And I want you to know that there's freedom for you and for your whole family. What started with a conversation turned into a movement in Acts chapter 2. He didn't keep Jesus to himself with this conversation like, yeah, I'm going to go plant a church. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to get me a group of people together. No, no, no. When the moment came, he said, everybody here can be free. I just want you to know that there is great opportunity for you to encounter Jesus and keep the movement going. Do you want him? Yes, we do. Your next step is baptism. Your next step after that, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just want you to know everything that's available to you, you can get today. 
And their response is, is we're going to lean into the movement of Christ. At the start of the pandemic, just out of happenstance, we coined a phrase. And you can write this down as a bonus. I'm challenging all of us to lean in level 10. Lean in level 10, that means to remove the distractions. Engage in the message of Jesus, whether it's on a Sunday, whether it's in a group. Remove the distractions. Engage in the message of Jesus and take note of what God is doing every day of your life as he moves throughout your life. Thanks for joining us. If you've been encouraged by this message, be sure to subscribe to the City Place Church podcast. And we want to hear from you. Post a picture on any of your social media outlets with the hashtag City Place Church to be a part of the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.